Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Chronically Healing Podcast. My name is Jesse, and I am the host over here on the show. Today on the podcast, I have Casey Stanley of A Unique Life. So Casey and I, I've been following her for a bit on Instagram, and she talks all about her journey with fibromyalgia and chronic pain. So today on the story, or on the show, she takes us through her story with fibromyalgia, having to quit her job, what she's doing now with her business and the A Unique Life website. It was such a pleasure to have Casey on the show, and I think so many of you will enjoy this episode because you'll be able to hear from someone just like you who is still dealing with chronic illness, still dealing with chronic pain, but is kind of taking a hold of their life and doing something that brings them joy. So I'm excited for y'all to hear today's episode with Casey, but if you haven't already, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you leave a review. Those really help us out when we're growing over here, but Without further ado, let's jump into Casey's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Chronically Healing Podcast. My name is Jesse Fritz, and today we are talking to Casey Stanley. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad of, to be here. Of course. I'm so excited to have you. Um, so why don't we jump right in? Why don't you just tell us a little bit about who you are, kind of what you do in life, just just a little bit about who you are. Um. Obviously, I'm Casey Stanley. I'm 23. I've just had my birthday. Happy um, birthday. <laughs> thank you. Um, I have fibromyalgia, asthma, suspected endometriosis. I've kind of got a lot of things, but fibromyalgia is probably the one that kind of impacts me the most on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So I used to um, be a website designer. Mm-hmm. so that's kind of like my background of like school and stuff like that mm-hmm. now I just oh go ahead I was just gonna say now I just uh do a unique life and doing like a shop and website that way yeah so yeah um what is a unique life it's a it's your blog it's your website yeah it, it was kind of um it was a way for me to kind of put my emotions down after mm. I lost my job because of my fibromyalgia. Mm. It was kind of a way to kind of work through having fibromyalgia for so long. Mm-hmm. So I hadn't really looked into it too much. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of just expanded into a shop and really trying to actually help people mm-hmm. because it helped me so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that that's kind of like the the story behind starting this podcast was I, initially I started it as a way for me to be able to connect with other people like me and just to like get out how I was feeling. Um, but now it's kind of turned into a space for other people as well and for helping people. So I love that. Um, so you mentioned that you left your job or you had to leave your job. How, what happened there? Um. Basically, I couldn't get into work. Like, I was taking so much time off because I literally just couldn't get out of bed. Mm -hmm. I couldn't drive to my workplace. I would drive there, get there one day, and then be off for the rest of the week. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't really feasible. Mm -hmm. And I tried to ask them, you know, can I have, like, accommodations? Can I work from home? You know, as it's a computer business, it's not really too difficult to work from home, but they basically was like no you should mm-hmm. be better by now mm-hmm. and I was like well I can't like 
it's not going to happen. Right. Right. I love that. Um, that wonderful gaslighting there, but yeah, I feel, I feel that I think like with COVID and all that stuff, a lot of businesses were forced into allowing people to work from home and then, you know, seeing that for the most part, unless, you know, you're a nurse or something, um, a lot of these jobs can be in person or can be virtual kind of like what we're doing right now. And I feel like a lot of people in the chronic illness community are like, why didn't we figure this out before? Like, you know, I can get just as much work done from home as I could in the office. In fact, personally, I don't know about you. I get way more done working from home than I ever did in the office. Cause I'm not distracted by other people, but yeah, definitely. When you've constantly got like colleagues coming in, talking to you, then you get back to your work and then it's like, oh, someone else comes in because they have a question. Then mm-hmm. he goes and someone else comes in and like, oh yeah, I'm bored. Like I want to <laughs> chat. And it's like, right. hang on a minute here. Right. I, I totally feel that. Um, yeah. I think that it's, it's just frustrating that, that workplaces do that, but I'm hoping even though it had to come from kind of a negative space that it'll continue to, to open up, but that, that does suck. I mean, I think I've talked to a lot of people on this podcast who have had to leave their job, even myself, I put, I pushed it off as long as I possibly could, but, um, I had to leave my job for just the amount of stress I was under, you know, being sick or people kind of, um, wondering why you're sicker than everybody else. Why do you have to be home more than everybody else? And they, and it, it kind of sheds this like bad light on you as a, as an employee when really it's not anything about being a good employer or not. It's just that, you know, you are chronically ill, <laughs> right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there is always that thing about like, you can be sick, but not too much. Mm-hmm. And then when you get really sick, it's like, oh, well, they're clearly faking it because they've been off sick too long now. But like yeah. you have to miraculously like get better straight away. Mm-hmm. People just don't understand. It just doesn't work like that. Right. I like I get migraines. They're not chronic, but I do get migraines. And I remember so many times like being at work and and my boss would be like, well, I have a headache. I work through my headaches all the time. And I was like, this, this is different. (laughs) Like you don't understand. So, so yeah, it's just like, I wish there was just some more, um, just visibility to, to this, which I think things like your website, things like this podcast are really helpful for that, for people to listen and to kind of have more of a voice and standing up for themselves. And just seeing that, that, you know, we're not faking it. It's just maybe not something that you can see. Yeah, definitely. I think it's definitely becoming more um, mainstream now. Like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know about you, but we have um, these sunflower lanyards. Mm. So if you go into a shop, like they know that you have an invisible disability. So you can use oh, cool. like wheelchairs if they've got some or the disabled toilets and things like that. So because people are using them more, I think it's a lot more open, helpful. That's really cool. Yeah, I really like it because then it like breaks down that barrier that like just how many people really do have these like illnesses. Right, 
Right. And that you have no idea <laughs> like what's going on or, and just like the amount of people that are kind of forced to push through. And I know um, I'm interested. Well, I guess we can jump into that with fibromyalgia. What is that? What is that like for you? Because I've, I've talked to a couple of people on here who have fibromyalgia and I feel like it affects each person a little bit differently. So what's your experience been like? Um, I think it affects me depending on the day depending mm -hmm. on everything right. like I there's so many symptoms that come along with it that some days are like when I first got um diagnosed um my first one of my first symptoms was literally my jaw just seized oh so like it just stopped working oh, wow so then I had the all over body pain and then it kind of just each little thing just kept coming along so mm -hmm. migraines um like going hot and cold because you can't regulate your temperature mm -hmm. um there's just so many things that like are from loads of other different illnesses so you end up getting diagnosed with asthma uh, asthma arthritis right <laughs> like um i think i got diagnosed I think it was like mumps or something to start with because it was just like oh because know. of your yeah tmj and then another like person's like oh it's all in your head or oh it's just anxiety it's stress and mm -hmm. it was just one thing after another after another right that like it's just anxiety line is so annoying i know my husband um, my husband actually still has undiagnosed chronic symptoms. We still don't know what it is. And it's because every time we go to a doctor, they're like, oh, it sounds like it's anxiety. And he's like, no, like the symptom, there's a symptom of anxiety, but like, that's not the causation. So it's just really frustrating. I feel like with, with that, how were, how did you even find out? Like, when did you get your diagnosis? How did that work for you? Um, when I was 15 when it started mm -hmm. and I got my diagnosis when I was 16, it took around about a year mm -hmm. to like get it. I just, it was just basically going doctor to doctor to doctor. Right. And so I finally got to a rheumatologist and they was like, oh, you've got fibromyalgia. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is because I've been going through it for so long, I didn't even believe that. Okay. Like I, it didn't really come to terms with anything because it just felt like they was just pushing onto something else. Mm -hmm. Like you've got this, you've got this, you've got this. So I didn't really come to terms with it because then after that, they were just like, we can't do anything for you. Mm. So I was just like, well, there's just no point in me keep going to doctors after doctors. So I kind of just stopped. Right. So how do you, how do you feel like you kind of manage how you feel now? I know you started your blog as kind of a, an emotional release and place now to help people, but, but how do you kind of deal with, with some of your symptoms on your own? So many things. <laughs> it really depends. <laughs> like I, I try and, um, limit light. So mm. I have, um, like light reflecting um glasses so they go dim so they're mm -hmm. like sunglasses when there's too much light right. I try and limit the light on my computer and my phone and stuff mm -hmm. um I have a lot of heat pads mm -hmm. like so many <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Um, I have a lot of blankets because I get cold so often. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is like most people put like a jumper on or trousers on, but I find that that kind of irritates my legs because there's like an aspect of allodynia with my condition. So mm-hmm. clothing hurts. Mm. So wearing like trousers really irritates my legs and just causes more pain. Mm-hmm. So I'd just rather have like blankets and things like that. So I layer that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, there's so much uh, medication. Mm-hmm. I don't really take like traditional medication anymore, like painkillers and things like that, because I found that there was more um, side effects to it. Right. And it just like it was just you got fatigued because of the like medication so they had you on like um waking up kind of pills and then because you were so awake they had to have sleeping ones and then other ones made you feel sick so you had anti-sickness pills there was just so many pills that in the end I was like I just took myself off them so now I just really use like CBD Mm -hmm. like taking baths a lot of rest like mm. today I've literally done nothing so that I can actually sit here and talk to you because right. otherwise I know that I would have just like my brain would have just completely conked out yeah complete brain fog and I wouldn't have been able to speak so mm-hmm. it's kind of those things just managing it mm-hmm. yeah Yeah, that makes sense. And I think people that don't live with chronic pain, you know, never even think about something like light or clothing hurting you or being something that you have to think about, you know, and it's, it just kind of opens your eyes to, to people who are living, you know, chronic in chronic pain who, who have to deal with this kind of stuff. So, so yeah, I appreciate you, you telling us your, your story, because I think, I think that like, I don't even know I have chronic illness, but I wouldn't even, that's not something I don't think I think about on a daily basis, you know? Yeah, definitely. We all have different like experiences, right? It's even within the same illness, like Mm -hmm. we're all under this like chronic illness, like category, but we all experience so many different things, Mm -hmm. but I quite, I quite enjoy listening and like learning about other chronic illnesses just so, right like you're a little bit more open to Mm -hmm. other things because it really does but it's you just don't think about things and then it's like oh oh that actually impacts someone Mm -hmm. you just don't think about it right I mean I was I think I mentioned this in my podcast that went up today too but like um, I was talking to someone on the podcast a few months ago who would she, you know, she struggled riding the bus to work and would have to sit in the handicap spe- um, seat, but because she looked healthy, people would just, you know, give her cranky eyes and be like, what is this? Why is this woman sitting in the handicap seat? She's not handicapped, but she couldn't stand for that long because she, I think she had pots. So like, it's just interesting. Those types of things that, you know, I would never think of when I, when I rode the bus, I could stand the whole time, but in, but I have chronic illness in a different way, but it's still, it's so interesting to know about other people, but it also helps you be compassionate for people, even people that don't have chronic illness, just kind of giving people the benefit of the doubt that like, maybe that person is sitting in the handicapped seat because they need to today. Maybe it's not because they have fibromyalgia or because they have Hashimoto's like me, maybe, you know, they're, they hurt their leg or maybe they just need to sit down. And I think it kind of 
helps be more compassionate for the whole human race a little bit more when you deal with chronic symptoms. Yeah, it, it makes you less judgmental. Like yes. I, I've seen a lot more people, like if someone like goes into the disabled spot, I'm a hell of a lot less likely to go, oh, but look at them, they can get out and walk. Like you, you right. don't really know mm-hmm. what's going on or if someone's speeding, Mm-hmm. Like you don't know whether they're rushing to the hospital and things like that. So you kind of have that like thought in the back of your head of there may be something else going on. Like you don't know and you can't really judge them mm-hmm. just by what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's interesting too. You're very young. I know you just had your birthday at 23. It's my favorite number. So welcome to 23, but (laughs) you were, you were diagnosed fairly young. So when you were 15, 16, and I know for me personally, I wasn't diagnosed with Hashimoto's until my mid twenties, but I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism early twenties, but still to be diagnosed in your teens, what was that like kind of getting into, um, college or university or things like that? Like what, how did that work for you? Um, it was frustrating. I mean, it's 15, 16 in the UK, you're like going for your GCSEs. So your GCSEs are like the main exams that you have to take to get out of high school and go to college. Okay. So not being able to sit down because like of the pain um being in hospital constantly having to come out of hospital to go to an exam because your school won't accommodate taking the exam in hospital wow like um having to go to practical exams for science and things like that Mm. and literally like falling onto the floor and absolute agony and then them going oh well why did you come in and I th- <laughs> like they're like but I told you I couldn't you said right. it was mandatory and I had to mm-hmm. I'm here and now I'm on the floor like dying right. like, I can't move like, I'm screaming in agony right. so it's those things where it really wasn't understood mm-hmm. like obviously I have asthma so mm-hmm. Asthma was something that I was, I think I was one, two years old when I got diagnosed with asthma. Oh, wow. So okay. it's something I've like grown up with, mm-hmm. but it's also something that people understand. Right. So like in PE class, I'd go and they'd be like, oh, we're, we're doing like running track and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, it's too cold outside. So like, I need to just walk it. Like mm-hmm. I can't run it, otherwise I'll have an asthma attack. And they're like, oh yeah, cool, that's fine. Right. Like it's a lot more understood mm-hmm. of a condition. Whereas fibromyalgia, they're just like, no, why aren't you turning up to school? And I'm like, because mm-hmm. um, I'm in hospital. Like, what do you right. want from me? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, with like, I can't even imagine two being young with like, friends probably I mean not only is like your school not understanding and things like that adults not understanding but your friends too or like even just people classmates even if they weren't your friends kind of not really understanding what you're going through too I could see that it's kind of just when I turned up they're just like oh why haven't you been in and I'm just like because I've been ill and they're just (laughs) like okay and then just go off and I'm like oh (laughs) thanks (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. They're like, I don't understand. I feel like, yeah. The, have you, I'm trying to think of like a good way. Have you, well, I guess you, you got into doing your blog and stuff as a way to, to kind of connect with people, right. Or how do you feel like you connect with other people with chronic illness now? I feel like I connect with people more outside, like in your daily life, Mm. because there were so many people in my life that had chronic illnesses that I just didn't realize had chronic illnesses. Like a lot of people that I know have like endometriosis and things like that. And it's Mm. like, oh, like I'm actually more like aware of those conditions now because of the internet and because of like what I'm doing Mm -hmm. so I think it's become more I'm open and talking to people that I actually know so Mm -hmm. we can kind of connect a bit more like that friendship can grow a bit more because Mm -hmm. of it Mm -hmm. I think too just being someone that's kind of putting yourself out there and talking about it I think others with chronic illness are drawn to that because like even I've always been super open with everything going on in my life to the point where some people are like, why do you talk about these things? (laughs) But like, I don't, I've always been that way, but there's tons of people, even when I started talking more publicly, like with the podcast or, um, on Instagram, things like that, where I've had people in my life, I've had, you know, previous CEOs of companies that I've worked at mention like, Oh, I have this chronic illness, or I have this autoimmune disease. I didn't even know, but I think opening yourself up kind of creates this space where others who kind of deal with chronic symptoms or, you know, just want to learn about it, or they have a family member or a child or something that has that they're kind of drawn to those of us who do open up and kind of talk a little bit more about our own experience, even if it's not the same chronic illness. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. You're definitely like you're that person to kind of talk to mm-hmm. because of the platform you have. Yeah, exactly. So, is there anything that you do kind of on, I don't know, on the daily or whatever that just makes you feel your best? It doesn't necessarily need to be like for fibromyalgia, but since it's something that you live with all the time, I'm sure it's kind of wrapped into that. But for example, like for me, I I really enjoy my morning routines and I really enjoy kind of having a really relaxed evening or going for walks, things like that, or something that I try to incorporate in some aspect every day, just to kind of keep my mental health at its best. (laughs) I'm kind of just go back to what I used to do as a child. So I'm kind of more of like, uh, I'll go and I'll play a video game that I used to play as a kid, or I'll watch old TV shows I used Mm -hmm. to watch as a kid, kind of like that nostalgia feeling, Mm -hmm. kind of just, I don't know, it makes you all warm inside, so it makes me happy, so Mm -hmm. I'm very much a person that will go back to old TV shows that I've watched 20 times, but still enjoy it. Yeah. So, Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It kind of just brings back that, that feeling when like you didn't have problems and it was just something fun to do. Right. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah. So you kind of mentioned this before, but with your website, um, I know you also sell apparel and that kind of stuff. Like, can you explain a little bit more about what that is for those that are listening and, um, and how you got into that? Um, it's kind of, I just wanted to do something Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. obviously I'd lost my job. So Mm -hmm. I hadn't got any income coming in, Mm -hmm. but I also wanted to help others. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, why not kind of raise awareness within the community that you're in? Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of people don't kind of like to show, you know, that, oh, like, have grown massive letters saying like fibromyalgia or something like that on their top. They don't want to like kind of put it into people's faces. But then other people it's kind of like oh well I want to show my support for you know my girlfriend my wife my Mm -hmm. niece or whatever so it's kind of that where it's like I wanted to bring it into the community so people who are comfortable doing that Mm -hmm. can then raise awareness for people that like oh that's a nice t-shirt or oh what does that mean like what does Mm -hmm. it say on your t-shirt and things like that and you can kind of start a conversation Mm -hmm. in a space where like it's more people that aren't going to be able to find it online Mm -hmm. like I know Mm -hmm. that like obviously we use hashtags like chronic illness and asthma and things like that but unless you're specifically looking for that Right. then it's kind of hard to get other people involved that aren't looking for those things. So I feel like it's something to raise awareness to people that really aren't aware of that at all. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of help within the community. I kind of, that was my thinking around it all anyway. Yeah, no, I love that. I think that that's, it's just a cool way to connect with people in person too, but also online, if people see your shirt, they see something like that and they can spark up a conversation. I think that's what all of like, this is all so important. All of us ex- sharing our journey in whatever way we want to, or feels good to us. If it's wearing a shirt, if it's, um, you know, having a podcast, having a blog, having an Instagram, or just none of those things and kind of following along, but it's a good way for us to continue to raise awareness for those who are undiagnosed, um, those who are diagnosed, but maybe with a different chronic illness. And then those who just aren't aware of what's going on at all and understanding that like this, this subset of people exists and they also deserve to be heard and to be listened to and to be, you know, supported. Right. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's why I kind of started, um, there's some LGBT Mm. like shirts and things like that, because I find that it kind of crosses over quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Like there are quite a lot of us within the chronic illness community who are within the like LGBT community. Yeah. And it would be good to kind of show that like there are those two different aspects. Like we are like other things as well, not just chronically ill. Mm-hmm. And then within the LGBT community, we can then raise awareness that like we're there is so many people that are chronically ill within like the LGBT community as well. Yeah. Yeah, that even like deeper connection there. I think that's really important. I love that you're doing that. Thank you. Yeah. So if people were interested in seeing any of your apparel or going to your 
blog or Instagram or any of those things, can you let us know where people could find you? Um, it's basically my website is auniquelife.co.uk. I'm mm-hmm. from the UK, so mm-hmm. that's kind of that. Um, this shop is shop.auniquelife.co.uk. Mm-hmm. It's down at the moment because mm-hmm. I'm doing a lot of stuff kind of preparing behind the scenes to do mm-hmm. other things. Um, yeah, it is. Um, that It should be back up at least the start of April. Okay. So it won't be long. But Got it. And Got then and- everything else is just a unique life or a unique five hour life mm-hmm. on Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. Yeah. And Twitter and Pinterest and <laughs> everywhere else. All the places, right. I'll have, <laughs> I'll have all of these linked in the show notes and everything. So if people want to go and click and find you, they can definitely do that. But just in case there's people listening in their car somewhere and they're not Hopefully you're not on your phone clicking on anything. Um, It's always helpful to do that. But is there anything else you would like to tell the listeners of the podcast today? Hi. (laughs) Hello. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're managing your um, condition. I hope Mm -hmm. your symptoms aren't too bad today. Mm -hmm. And I hope you have a wonderful day. I love that. Such a sweet message, helpful message, but thank you so much for being on the podcast today and sharing your story. And I encourage everybody to go and follow you. I know I follow you and, um, yeah, I think it's, it's cool. I'm excited to see what's coming out next. Thank you. I'm excited to kind of release everything I've been doing behind the scenes. I can see it all around (laughs) me, but it's kind of just like trying to hide it all for everybody else but yeah it will be on patreon first and then everything else will be released everywhere so perfect that's awesome And that's a wrap on today's episode of the Chronically Healing Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed it. Make sure you come over to Instagram and tell me how much you enjoyed today's episode. My handle is jesse underscore underscore fritz, which you can always find on my website or in the show notes. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a review. I know I say this all the time, but it's super helpful in helping the podcast grow and getting the types of people that you want to hear from on the podcast. So thanks again for listening and I will see you in the next episode.